Welcome listeners, friends, collectors here with uh, Todd Tobias. We're going to talk about the AFL. That's the American Football League. Now it's American Football Conference. And in fact, they've even disturbed that by flipping some teams. But back in the 60s, the AFL was probably the more exciting brand of football. So Todd's going to uh, we're gonna we're gonna go back into that first. Thanks, sponsors: Tops Panini Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, including Beckett Grading and Beckett Authentication. So, uh, I love the AFL, and apparently you did too, Todd. You're younger than I am, but yeah. how did you come to this uh, love of the AFL as well as uh, some players in particular that you've uh, kind of adopted? Well, my interest in the AFL started when I was in graduate school. Uh, I was um, I was uh, in a, a master's program for a history degree, and uh, being in San Diego, I and working in a, in a sports museum, I was able to to work out an internship with the San Diego Chargers, and they asked me to reorganize their team photo archive, and so I was going down and and going through all of this old material, reading all of these great old uh, newspaper articles, seeing these fantastic photos. And right about that time was when I needed to select a subject for my master's thesis. And so I was talking with my advisor about it and she said, well, you're, you're really in a, in a, you know, in the midst of a great amount of charger information. Would you be interested in writing something about the chargers? And so eventually that got narrowed down to writing about Sid Gilman, the chargers head coach and uh, his overall effect on the AFL. And so that's what really kicked open this, uh, this door for me, this area of, of interest in the AFL. It's not just his influence on the AFL. He was an offensive oh, no. genius. He impacted all of, really all of football, and really all of football all the way down to high school or, you know, sure. his uh, more open offenses. Uh, yeah, that was what was cool about the AFL, is that mm-hmm. it was more wide open. And again, Sid Gilman probably was close to the epicenter of that. So, so right. that was your master's thesis on because I mean, yeah, I think some people are going to want to get masters. <laughs> they can, uh, of course, they might stumble through some of the coursework. It's, it's, it's uh, but still, doing research on something you love. Wow, that's that sounds like a lot of fun. You know, I was really fortunate because you know Sid was still alive and and living in San Diego at that time, and so I was able to get to know Sid and his wife Esther very well and visited with them often. Uh, that's where I started to meet many of the different Chargers who played for Sid. Keith Lincoln, uh, Paul Lowe, Ron Mix, Lance Allworth, guys like that, John Hadle. Uh, and, and really the combination of a fascinating subject, access to firsthand sources being the, the people themselves, and then having that own, you know, collecting gene in me, that the combination of those things really got me going into collecting the AFL. And, uh, and it's been something I've absolutely loved ever since. One of the things you've mentioned is that you, uh, you, you had a, strong connection to Johnny Robinson uh, right. for one reason, but you also had a strong connection to Lance Allworth, uh, which would be a San Diego connection, but he, he also played for the Cowboys and uh, right. at the end of his career. But uh, is it broader than that or, or is it, are those uh, primary and, and Sid Gilman? But, you know, around here, I mean, I've got some friends that used to play in the, uh, in the AFL and, and Lamar Hunt, he's passed away now, but he was mm-hmm. a, a wonderful guy. And I had, a, a few interactions with him, but, you know, kind of the godfather of, of the AFL for sure. Right. Um, but I mean, so is it broader or, or have you focused on, uh, on those players? My interest is in, in the league in total. So I, I have an interest in anything associated with the AFL. Uh, I collect autographed AFL card sets. So for example, my 1963 Fleer set is it's 80, 88 player cards plus a checklist. The entire set is autographed. Um, 
I'm, you know, the same thing with my 1964 top set. Uh, I'm missing one card for 65 tops and, you know, so on and so on. So yeah, definitely uh, I'm interested in the league in total. I have a handful of certain individuals that I, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to call it a player collect or master collect or, or what have you, but uh, guys that I try and get every card issued uh, of them. Lance would be one, Johnny Robinson's another, uh, Sid's another. And for those guys, uh, I, I try and get autographed examples of every single thing that I can. And, you know, uh, Todd, you showed me some of uh, your stuff. Very impressive. And, and uh, it's, it's not just that it's, well, it's hard, it's hard to get the cards. It's hard to get them autographed. <laughs> I, I did note that Johnny Robinson just doesn't have very many cards. He, I think right. in the Beckett online price guide, there's only like 40-something cards, 42 cards listed for him. Uh-huh. On the other hand, you have them all, I think, and have them all autographed. I do. The only ones that I'm missing are the uh, Fairmount Dairy cards that were the ones cut off the mill cartons in the 60s that are exceptionally have, difficult to find. You don't have them at all or you don't have? I don't have them at all. I don't have any of the cards. Uh, but uh, I do have the, the uh, 1960 711 Dallas Texans card signed. Uh, there's another one that's not even listed in Beckett. Uh, both Lance and Johnny uh, have one. And, and actually, this card isn't, isn't listed anywhere, but it was, it was uh, a card that's roughly postcard-sized that was produced by the Lee Clothing Company hmm. in the early 1960s because Lee sent out a handful of college and professional athletes to do appearances at department stores and sign autographs. And they, they made these little postcards of, of each of these guys. And Johnny happens to be one of those guys that has a card, and so does Lance. Yeah. Um, you know, John, uh, Johnny Robinson was hopefully put to bed, thanks to your help, the a little bit of perhaps anti-AFL mm-hmm. bias. Uh, right. It's, it's kind of like the baseball players playing in Colorado, that there's there, there was thought to be a little bit of in, statistics inflation because the offenses. But on the other hand, you got Johnny Robinson that's leading the league in interceptions. Of course, they're slinging the ball right. around, but he's – pretty amazing you know so sure. i think he didn't get in the hall of fame and many of his other chiefs uh well former texans and 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 uh, mm-hmm. can't say chiefs guys got in but he was highly respected by oh, absolutely and that's kind absolutely. of so was lance allworth who mm-hmm. who you know is the last of the kind of the regular size guys <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> a regular size guy he is he a is superstar and uh-huh. he was fast and he was uh-huh. shifty, but he was not, uh, you know, it's, I guess he was elusive enough, enough that he never got taken out. But even now he's not a, he's, he's just like a regular size guy. He doesn't look like. He is very much so. I, I go to visit Lance and he's, a, you know, he's a little bit shorter than I am. And I, I certainly weigh more than he does. And he's very much, you know, you look at him uh, and you don't say, oh, that guy, that guy played pro football for 10 years. Yeah. You know? Mike Robinson, you know, you look at him, he looked more like the football players looked in that in the uh-huh. friends that played in those days. They were, they were not, uh, well, they just, he just looked like a football player and mm-hmm. the, you know, the respect you can have for somebody that was, that can switch from being kind of a all pro or at least a really, really good running back or flanker. And then all of a sudden he gets flipped to the other side of the ball and is mm-hmm. immediate all pro. You, you just, mm-hmm. the guys in those days were just, they were football players and the they were wasn't as big a deal. And that were, it just seemed like the AFL uh, being the upstart league kind of gave, gave uh, some of those guys a chance. Well, absolutely. You know, the, a lot of those guys, uh, the NFL, certainly they, they had an arrogance because there was no competition for them. Right. You know, they could, they could do whatever they wanted. They could tell a ball player he, he was good enough. He wasn't good enough. Uh, what have you, because there was nowhere else for these guys to go unless they maybe wanted to go to Canada. Well, uh, but once the AFL came around, then 
you know, there's, there's options for these players and they can go somewhere else and showcase their talents. And, uh, you know, one of the things I think that the AFL did was expose just how many people the NFL overlooked. I mean, looking at the end of a, of a Paul Lowe's career or a, or a uh, Jack Kemp's career, you know, guys that were at one point on NFL rosters or a Don Maynard, you know, are, do you think there's really any, any teams, uh, NFL teams from the sixties that wouldn't have loved to have those players play for them? Well, except the only problem is that there have been options every five or 10 years. Some group comes along to try to compete with the NFL. And mm-hmm. AFL is really only, well, actually, it didn't even the first AFL. There were several other right. AFLs that, that right. tried to compete and were not able to. And there have been, you know, every five or 10 years, there's been something. And so there's hope for that, for those kind of the, the people that are into it. Donald Trump had a foray into competing mm-hmm. with the, the uh, NFL, but none of them were really successful except for the AFL. And again, just a shout out to my uh, fellow Dallasite, whom I had great respect for, Lamar Hunt. I mean, the quality of the owners in the original AFL was a big deal. It was oh, without game. question. And without the camaraderie question. they had that they would, you know, I call it uh, what's well, been called co-opetition. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. competing, but you're, you're also cooperating uh, where it's appropriate to really build something. And uh, you know, it's a, it's uh, probably a good model for how to compete against sure. a very entrenched, very well-funded, uh, uh, essentially a monopoly. And like Absolutely. you said, proved out in the quality of the product and the later merger. You know, we, we wouldn't have a Super Bowl. I mean, it, it went to much greater heights, much greater mm-hmm. heights. Um, what, uh, well, what, uh, what, what do you, how are you keeping the AFL dream alive i mean are, are, is that part of your goal because it's it's not out of sight out of mind because there's no. still uh memories of that but they, it had its own distinction and even now with the 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 two different uh conferences there there's still some aspect of that but uh i assume you think that's healthy that's yeah a- absolutely i you know i i personally feel that the nfl does not do a great job at recognizing their history and uh i don't think they do a great job of recognizing the afl in particular uh, one of the things that I do is is try and and keep that AFL memory alive as much as possible. I do that through my website, which is Tales from the American Football League. Uh, I write articles for that. I, you know, one thing that that I've been doing a lot more of since we've been in this um, self quarantine situation is uh, tweeting out pictures of some of my signed cards and and you know sharing sharing examples of that kind of stuff and. Uh, you know, sadly, a, a great number of, of those AFL players have, have passed and, and a number, you know, the rest of them are, are getting up in age. But I'm also recognizing a, a, a younger generation. Maybe it's you know, started with a lot of the kids of these AFL players. I'm in connection with a, a number of the, the children of, of former players. But uh, there's still appreciation. And, uh, you know, one, one great example is kind of the uproar that, that occurred this year when Tom Flores didn't go into the Hall of Fame. I think that, uh, you know, Raider fans were really, really upset about that. And certainly you could say that that, that was mainly for his days as a coach, but uh, he's yep. also very much recognized as a player and he was a very accomplished player. Right. So, you know, I, I don't think that the general knowledge of the AFL is, is um, great out there today, but in, in individual aspects, it's, it can still be pretty strong. Well, my, uh, my good friend is uh, Bill Kreischer. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. He's a great guy, and I haven't seen him in a while. But he he he's lived here, and I've 
been to a bunch of stuff and he's actually the one that referred me to your website oh really oh great <laughs> over, the, over the years so okay what he impressed this we're kind of out of time so i just want to end with this note is that and he's just a great guy but he basically was saying that in um the the early afl days those guys love playing football mm-hmm. and they were quality guys and they want and they enjoyed playing football and they just wanted a chance right they weren't in it for the bucks as much as they were just in it because they loved the game they wanted that chance, and uh, and the, and there was a camaraderie of being in it together. Like I say, the the kind of the co-opetition, which again probably sure. in part came from Lamar Hunt and and some of his uh, uh, other owners. And uh, but it's it's striking to me that that's the only success story uh, mm-hmm. that we've really had in in football of anybody competing against the NFL. So, uh, well, following up on your cooperation uh, or co-opetition uh, yeah. theme, I'll, I'll I'll give you this little bit. Uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time with Lance Allworth and, and interviewed him a number of times. And one time I asked him what what he was the proudest moment of his career. And and think about this guy. You know, this is a, a guy that led the league in touchdowns many times. He he was the first AFL player inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He won a championship with the Chargers in 1963. He won a Super Bowl with the, the Cowboys. His proudest moment, or the biggest moment in his career, was Super Bowl three when the Jets beat the Colts. Because it proved legitimacy for their entire league. It legitimized. Well, Todd, you're legit too. So <laughs> I appreciate you taking some time for uh, me and my uh, uh, listeners. Uh, what a treat to go back in memory lane and uh, look at the AFL. And uh, again, I hope football can get back uh, uh, playing uh, with real fans uh, in, in in stadiums around the country. It'd be uh, don't know that I'm going to call it an essential uh, industry. Uh, it's uh, essential for us collectors. So thanks listeners. Thanks, Todd. Be back again tomorrow with another episode uh, for your listening pleasure.